We're recording. <laughs> What's that? The second episode? Oh my god! The second episode is here! Hi Thank- guys! Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the second episode of our podcast, Giving Cunt! Yes! Dielsa, how have these past few weeks been for you? Tantalizing, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing short of tantalizing. No, really, a lot has happened and I'm coping with a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. One of them being vaping. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm officially a Gen Zer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, given your uh, degree, you do have, you do know your way around coping mechanisms. So yeah, implement all of them. <laughs> I'm trying to, but it's not. Um, it's not that easy to be a psychologist to yourself. It's yeah. much easier to tell people what to do than to listen to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. That's the case with everything, right? Yeah. We give the best advice to others and ourselves. We remain oblivious to. Clusy. Yeah, this is why it's important to have like really nice friends that uh, give you... Uh, cunt. Yeah, give you cunt, <laughs> give you advice, give you like a different way of seeing things. Different perspective. Yeah, yeah. that was such a smooth segue, wasn't right? it? Right? <laughs> But yeah, uh, I've been pretty much the same way, not that you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Lower the volume, guys, (laughs) if you love your ears. (laughs) It's been a tantalizing uh, week uh, as well for me. Kind of exhausting, kind of uh, draining, but we're doing the best we can. We're pushing through. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in two talk shows, running my mouth like I do here. Uh, Basically, uh, one uh, wondered about the importance of virginity and the hymen. Uh, Yeah, and the talk show that I was uh, on yesterday, uh, that was the uh, 9th of February, uh, was about... uh, the importance of Valentine's Day and whether people should have only one relationship in their life or whether they should have multiple relationships, not at the same time, but uh, consecutively Mm. or like one after the other. I, of course, was pro having more relationships because uh, I feel like it's very limiting, right? Like if you have one partner and I did this research uh, uh, on these things, uh, relationships and like how we form these uh, social uh, arrangements, whatever, um, agreements, whatever. And uh, I realized that we, or at least in my opinion, I treat romantic relationships the same way as friendships. So if uh, we, we can all agree that we have friends that yeah. we no longer talk to or whatever, but friendship yeah friendship breakups yeah we're gonna talk about that uh later on but uh why is it okay to ditch friends but like all of a sudden like we sink our claws into a partner and we're not supposed to let them go like bitch the line's waiting <laughs> the line's at the door like <laughs> people are waiting with numbers so all right um so today the way the the smoothest way fatos uh, started this um, we are gonna talk about friendships we are gonna talk about what 
what uh, kinds of friendships we have, what makes or breaks them, and then we're gonna answer some questions you guys ask. Um, I wanted to start by reading this quote from Virginia Woolf. She says, uh, some people go to priests, other to poetry, I to my friends. Yeah, what do you say about this quote? That's really good, honestly. Uh, I've Mostly because I can attest to all three of these yeah. methods. So I've gone to priests, uh, did not like them, they tried to touch me. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> Uh, I've written poetry and amazing poetry, yes. might I add. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, and but the people who have helped the most and who have suffered the most <laughs> at my hands are my friends. Uh, usually they uh, are there to stick around for like any sort of nonsense that I'm going through or like some really tough times. And yeah, I'd say that friends are pretty much the most important people in your life, uh, apart from your family. If that is the relate, if you have a good relationship with your family. What do you think about the the saying, "Friends are your, the family you choose" or whatever? I, I don't think I agree with it. You don't? No, because honestly, the way I see friendships is basically vacation days from your family. <laughs> so making or creating another family it's like and you know unconsciously seeking the same patterns you have in your family within your friendships i think it's only just adding to the fire you know yeah i see how that would make sense uh but maybe like if you form a big group of people that you know you call your friends and uh maybe that would um mirror a family system Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I don't agree with it being strictly the family you choose. Because you don't necessarily choose your friends. I feel like it's more about energy, <laughs> me and yeah. this word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't choose you. I, we just clicked, you know what I mean? I didn't pick you out of a fucking group and be like, I want to befriend this person. It just happened. It just happened, you know? Yeah, and I feel like if you do do that, you know, like I said do-do, uh, <laughs> if you go to a person and be like, let's be friends, that's not going to last, you know? Like, it's it has to happen last. naturally. Much like families. Much, yeah. <laughs> Organically. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, for me, it's like, whatever I didn't have in my family or whatever I needed in my family that I wasn't getting it, whether that is, I don't know, some humor, some people my age, because I don't have, I only have one sister mm -hmm. who's older, and she had her own, like, uh, friend group. Uh, we had, she, we have more cousins that are more uh, close to her age, uh, and so I had to rely more on friends instead of cousins and family in order yeah. to, like, socialize, find common interests, things like that, because family doesn't always... Uh, provide those you know like yeah. they're just people that you're related to that sounds very trivial but <laughs> yeah um so yeah we we seek out in friends what we usually lack in our uh household in yeah. my opinion yeah yeah okay <laughs> and that's that on that <laughs> that's on that um so what do you think what types of friendships are there i mean i googled this we already had an idea because obviously we have friends. We promise you guys, we have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of you who we forced to <laughs> follow us on social media and listen to this podcast. Um, 
but yeah um different kinds of friends so we have like acquaintances which are people that you meet randomly on the street and you like exchange a hello and a goodbye whatever um or a head nod if you're awkward uh we have coffee <laughs> friends <laughs> We have coffee friends, you know, like the people that we uh, feel like we can rely on for a quick cup of coffee while we have some time to kill. Social friends. Yeah, social friends. You know, like you're in a location that you know someone lives nearby to and you call them up just to see if they're there. If they don't answer, you don't take it personally. You just you're like, all right, cool. It's very whatever. lighthearted. Not yeah. forced. Yeah, yeah, very uh, superficial, so to say. Not necessarily being that being a bad thing. Um, close friends uh, are the people that you really, you know, allow into your life, and intimate friends. Intimate, like the ones who can help you hide a body. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would help you hide two bodies. You have. <laughs> <laughs> Cut Don't this. go digging. <laughs> um, I think intimate friends are. I mean, based on my experience, you form these friendships um, throughout all your life, obviously. But the most uh, impact they have is when you're uh, a teenager, mm -hmm. maybe in your late uh, teenage years as well. Um, I feel like it's because because of the fact that you're running away from your family not like running away never coming back but you know you want to stay with your friends more than you want to stay with your family that's why they become more intimate because you basically share with them what you can and would not want to share with your family yeah exactly like and... i feel like that age group is uh very you know like i want to um have my own authority like i want to distance myself yeah <laughs> Pretty much Jenny from Gossip Girl. But dad! <laughs> <laughs> um, out of the friend groups or like the friend types, the types of friendships that I mentioned, which one would you say that you have more of? Like, do you have more acquaintances? Do you have more coffee friends? Hmm. Or do you have uh, a close knit of people that you consider close friends and you rely on? I think I have. I know a lot of people, so if I categorize them into these different groups, including also like childhood friends and school or work friends, mm -hmm. I'd say that I have a couple in each category, mm -hmm. but obviously I hang out more with the, with the intimate friends mm -hmm. um, that I've known for like years now. Yeah. And... Um, but I think the other the other uh, groups are also important because they all serve a purpose or they have their own function. Definitely. And if say you you have intimate friends, like uh, close friends, uh, blah blah blah, but you don't have like school or work friends, you can pr you can like uh, be pretty lonely when you're at school or work or whatever. So you can't necessarily bring your intimate friends to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be fucking weird, but... Uh... <laughs> bring a friend to work day. <laughs> Jobless behavior. <laughs> no, what I mean is that everyone serves a purpose, and I don't mean this in a transactional way. I mean that not every friendship we form has to be our most close friend, you know? Yeah. We don't have to open the cards. I with... agree. 
everyone. With that. Yeah, you mentioned something, uh, I think, uh, earlier on. I don't know whether we were recording at the time, but you said that we have friends that we use for, uh, we use, uh, that we can rely on for networking. So, like, and vice versa. So, yeah. if you have a connection, uh, if you have a network of people who are, I don't know, maybe looking to hire, um, a, per, a friend of yours or an acquaintance of yours that has a particular skill set, yeah. you can suggest that person and you can like make that happen. And I feel like that's important as well. Like, sure, like we need those people that we rely on yeah. and we open up to, but having a wide network of friends that does, gets shit done. That gets shit <laughs> done. Like, extroverts are the best in these cases because they will open many doors for you that yeah. you otherwise wouldn't be aware of. Like, they would, you wouldn't even know that they're there. I feel like with networking friends, it's not necessarily... Um, it's not that they're not your friends' friends. It's mm-hmm. just that um, that's the only thing that you guys agree on or something like that mm. I, fe- I feel like if you hang out more with those with that category of friends maybe you could become more but I feel like that's uh, it's a safe relationship it's a to safe have, re- yeah. yeah very transactional very surface level yeah. you get shit done for them they get shit done for you that's it and I think it's very healthy yeah it is it is uh, and it's as you said like it's a very uh you scratch my back i scratch yours uh and it doesn't have to be more than that you know like everyone has their place like i'm aware of your skill set you're aware of mine if we can help each other uh in any case in any sort of situation we will and yeah whether that evolves into something else it doesn't have to it's nice if it does but if it uh, if it doesn't that's totally okay as well what about what do you think makes a close friend? What's your opinion on that? Oof. A close friend is definitely someone that you feel completely safe around. Mm-hmm. And by safe, I mean not free of judgment because judgment isn't necessarily a bad thing, like a bad thing. Um, but someone that you feel like you can go to at any point uh, in time at any point in your life uh, and they will say things that you may not want to hear Mm -hmm. but that they are well-meaning because you can have a person that claims to be your friend that you see every day and it's all rainbows and butterflies Uh, but they I call those people yes yes men or like yes people you know like the type that say yes to everything oh no like you're doing great no uh that person's a bitch that person's this this and that whatever and they don't hold you accountable you need to people around you that tell tell it like it is definitely and i think that close friends do exactly that and if uh you can appreciate that and if you can take that in uh and still have that friendship remain alive, then that's the best thing ever. What about you? I feel like this is, like, I agree with what you just said. But apart from that, I would add, um, I feel like your close friends are people who you can go to when you have extremely bad news, 
and they will be there for you in any way they can. Mm -hmm. They they will offer you anything they can to make you feel better. Yeah. Or um, on the other hand, people who c you can also go to when you have really good news and know that they won't feel some sort of way about it or you know people who support you and truly truly want you to succeed and reach your full potential you know yeah because there there are friends that pretend to be your close friend but then are jealous or envious definitely yada 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 mm -hmm. so i think what uh I think this is the main difference. If you have a friend that gets happier than you get when you achieve something, you should keep that friend mm -hmm. near you. <laughs> Definitely. But also, you know, close friends are friends you've had the most shit happen to you together, you know? Yeah. Tragic, traumatic experiences <laughs> that you went through with. And I think that makes a friendship, you know? Because you get to know a person in all layers that they have like when you peel an onion mm -hmm. with like acquaintances you only peel the, the, the skin or yeah whatever. the paper yeah. thing yeah but with close friends if it lasts long enough you can get to the core and i think that's very beautiful yeah yeah definitely like it, it's funny to see how uh, uh it's not funny that's just a saying but like it's interesting to see how friendships evolve in that case you know like you um you might get a huge promotion at work that just yeah. uh puts you way above like uh anyone else uh, in terms of like salary whatever and you need to have people around you who are not envious of that but are actually happy for you yeah. because you've been deserving of this uh and People with whom you can share your uh, successes, successes and failures. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's what I mean when I say that uh, close friends are like family to me because I've, I don't feel jealous yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of my sister's achievements exactly. uh, or my parents' achievements. Like, I don't feel envious of them. I'm very happy. Like, it's very selfless love, yeah. you know? Like, it's unconditional. Uh, unconditional, yeah. But they're rare they are rare and again much like family they're supposed to keep you accountable yeah not just uh piss on your leg and tell you it's raining you know like just... <laughs> i love that um moving on are you a big group type of person or small circle Oof. uh i feel like from the outside it looks like I have I have a big group of people mm -hmm. but like I have like maybe a handful of people that I can really really rely on and yeah. like feel confident to go to them with mm -hmm. my problems and with everything that's going on in my life mostly because these people have sort of um, proven over time not like a test or whatever but like yeah. I've noticed over time that I can go to these people and I can express myself uh, and they can do the same and we don't take it personally yeah. because uh, I don't know if you notice this you can uh, or if you experience this uh, has it happened to you where you go to a friend and you air out something that's been bothering you and they make it so much about themselves and you feel like all right now I have to worry about this person and how they're feeling about it you know like if 
maybe I tell you about something that's going on in my life, like unemployment or yeah. whatever, like whatever, and you react in such a way that is like so big and emotional. <laughs> yeah, and it might not even be conscious, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you might be doing it just because you want to empathize with me a lot, yeah. but uh, then... And this is probably why I need to go to therapy as well. I need to bring this <laughs> up with my therapist. But it feels like to me, I'm going to be like, oh, why did I tell her? Like, now I have to console her or like, I need to have now her feelings in mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I have to be the one. No, no, it's fine that this is happening. You know, to me, like, it's okay. Like, I'll get over it, blah, blah, yeah. when it should have been the opposite. You know, like, I was the one in need of support. Uh, I think that depends on a person's... Uh personality as well sometimes it's very unintentional yeah. but if they have a narcissistic personality which is not a bad thing it's a trait you know yeah, yeah. it has this bad connotation on on social media but what i'm trying to say is that um, it depends on who you open up to some people are listeners some people are okay you're feeling like shit let's go have fun mm -hmm. let's go break shit and then there's the people who try to give you examples and telling their side of the of the tragedy or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. you feel less bad about it. But I don't know. It also comes down to is it all is it uh, based on the personality or is it because they're not my close friend and they mm -hmm. just want to take my thunder? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which one uh, are you in that category? Like, uh, if someone comes to you, or does that depend as well on the person that's coming to you? Like, the person, uh, are you a listener? Are you the person that's like, girl, just don't don't worry about it, let's go have shots. Uh, or are you the person that just, you know, uh, trauma dumps on the person who's doing the trauma dumping? Mm -hmm. I, I used to be a listener mm -hmm. uh, uh, all my life, a very good listener might I add <laughs> based on the reviews I've gotten <laughs> no I used to be a listener but then uh, throughout my studies I learned ways to communicate with people that I didn't know before and because I'm aiming to be a, a psychotherapist I learned ways on how to listen to people actually actively listen to people mm -hmm. and what they're saying and refraining from asking them questions or giving them advice or telling them stories when it's not asked mm -hmm. so if i'm not asked to do those things i won't do them i will listen and when they're done with their venting i'll be like okay tell me do you need to vent a little more do you need to go out and party do you need to i don't know do something crazy with your hair, yeah. I'll be here in every part of your healing journey. <laughs> Do you want bangs? Do you want bangs, honey? Do want tattoo? My, I get easily offended haircut. Um, but yeah, I've been, now I'm that person that asks. But before I was a listener, I would just absorb, ev absorb everybody's trauma. Mm -hmm. and stress and pain and then it would just backfire because I'd absorbed so much that I would never let my shit out <laughs> yeah yeah so I learned not to do that which is a great thing for me it's a great thing everybody for get a psychology degree <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing for your relationships uh, and friendships as well because uh, if you're just taking in all this shit mm. and not 
saying it or like not expressing it uh, in a way that reaches the other yeah. person that just builds up on you and yeah. you're not going to be your best self and you're not going to be your best friend because like yeah. you're then going to be drained and exhausted and if anything like it might contribute to you avoiding those people yeah yeah so um there's also what about do you have childhood friends do you have childhood friends that you still keep with with who you still go out sometimes or like you still keep in touch or text i don't know happy don't. birthday or something i don't no i don't you have like i don't know childhood friends i mean people from your neighborhood or like well no because like when i was a kid i used to hang out uh a lot with people who moved nowadays and like we didn't keep uh we didn't keep in touch uh add to that crippling anxiety during my <laughs> adolescence which basically made me a hermit and do you know what this reminded me of that, that video of sean mendes i don't know what the the person says like something about she has cancer and yeah, he's like yeah. amazing oh, amazing you <laughs> said crippling anxiety i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know what Sean Mendes could benefit from some active listening uh, classes right. uh, uh-huh. he could oh benefit god. from a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> uh, what um, were you talking about yeah you're clippling anxiety <laughs> yeah and I that's why I don't have many uh, childhood friends if any i don't know during my childhood i mostly hung out with cousins and i get to see them nowadays yeah but yeah not a lot of friends um i think my oldest friends are from high school mm. yeah so uh friends that i made from my class um and f- some friends that i made through high school activities like yeah. surrounding schools and yeah like i still keep in touch with them not as often as i would like or like not as often as we used to life gets in the way yeah honestly and um apart from that it's i don't know what it is but like it feels like people change all the time and i change pretty frequent frequent frequently frequently (laughs) whatever uh and uh that's why it's important to like maintain a good relationship with people so that they're always there like these friends from high school i may not have seen them for like two months or three months but whenever we hang out it's literally not awkward at all like it's the same as it was before you know like Mm -hmm. we catch uh, up on each other's lives and things like that and yeah it doesn't have to be anything more than that it doesn't have to be anything less than that it's just you have this person who you shared like a chunk of your life with and you've sort of managed to remain on great terms that even if like like you said life gets in the way and when you finally do find time for one another it just feels natural you feel comfortable it's no like anxiety but like oh i have to hang out with this person that i no longer like or whatever that's really beautiful (laughs) yeah and That's everyone really else consistent. you cut off <laughs> <laughs> like I cut off my high school friends <laughs> um, 
No. I have childhood friends. Not that you ask. <laughs> <laughs> I do have childhood friends. Um, but I don't keep in touch with all of them. Mm-hmm. I might see them when I go back to my hometown and just be like, Hey, girl. I don't mm-hmm. keep in touch with all of them because they know past versions of me that yeah. don't align with who I am right now. Exactly. And it's very hard to keep a conversation or just in general, like, of course, you'll ask them about their family and what's up and whatever, their kids, because they have kids. I know, I know. Um, Anyway, uh, but (laughs) you can't really click like you clicked when you initially met them. Mm -hmm. So, but the ones I keep in touch with are amazing and I love them. And I see them like maybe once in a year or two or whatever. And it's still, as you said, very natural, very easygoing, very fun. And we keep in touch, as in we text, we do video chats, blah, blah, blah. But in general, I feel like um, my high school friends, I just kind of grew apart from them because I changed schools as well. Mm -hmm. So it was very hard to create like new friends that will last. Yeah, that's not easy. Yeah. So, high school friends, mm -mm. but childhood friends, yeah, I have a lot of them. Yeah, and what about the, since (laughs) unemployedness, unemployability? (laughs) Unemployability. (laughs) (laughs) Unemployment? Have I forgotten how to speak? Is this why I'm jobless? Jobless No, but um, (laughs) since, like, both of us at the time are unemployed, uh, and you you were studying up until, uh, like, a couple of, no, a couple, ago, yeah. yeah, a couple of months ago. Do you find uh, that you have built like a friendship with people that you were studying with, like yeah. sort of commiserating on like yeah, complaining and <laughs> cheating on tests together? <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> pretend you didn't hear that. <laughs> She's lying. I swear, I'm lying. Uh, yeah, I've met a lot of people uh, throughout my college years that I still see and hang out with and have a lot of fun with and love. I feel like uh, because of our mutual interests and psychology, it was much easier to... to We, we just had a... Um, I feel like it was set and done. It's psychology that we have in common from... Mm-hmm from the get-go the yeah. get-go and then we started to uh to see what else we have in common throughout mm-hmm. the years so i feel like that was very nice because we didn't have to figure out what this friendship is going to be about yeah <laughs> we already had a reason and then we just Built kind of on clicked of and started hanging out more and i have a i have a lot of friends from college that i see regularly Mm-hmm. And I love them. And I feel like that is why I didn't have the need to keep in touch with my high school friends. Because I made friends that are now more compatible with who I am than the people I already was friends with in high school, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. And what about uh, if we, if you were to weigh the importance of friendships versus romantic relationships? Uh, which one would you place? Or like is... Are they number one, number two, or do you think mm. they're the same? I think it depends on what stage you are in your life, which one of these takes the leading role. But I feel like initially they're 
I feel like actually they're the, they have the same crucial uh, role in your life because you can just um, you can just be in a relationship and forget about your friends because you'll need them at some point and they'll need you and it's just not natural. We're built to live socially in exactly. groups. We can't just uh, make life about just one person and, and it's far revolve, too much pressure to put right? on one person to be and your all partner the, your friend your bestie your everything that's no that's too boring as well like i couldn't yeah if i didn't have my besties <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel like yeah they have the same importance for me i wouldn't say that one is the more important than the other i i just said that um it depends on where you are in life which one of these takes the leading role but not mm -hmm. like the first uh how do you say yeah it? yeah the the first place yeah. yeah there's no like there's no hierarchy there's just like um i don't know it's natural when you're younger you're like friends are everything and then when you as you get older you prioritize romantic relationships but then you realize that that's not all life is about so yeah. you just go back to having friends as well and like just Trying to find a balance between having a romantic relationship and also having your friends to vent to about your stupid boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. This podcast is gonna be annoying if we just keep agreeing with each right, other. Like, let's fight. <laughs> we we need to find like more hot uh, topics and just like go at each other. Um, <laughs> what about? But no, I feel like I I wanted to ask you. What do you think? is the reason why we talk more about what makes a good partner a romantic partner and we don't talk a lot about what makes a good friendship because i feel like all our lives we always talk about what i want my partner to look like behave mm -hmm. like dress like what kind of job blah 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 what a partner should offer me etc but we never talk about those things when it comes to friendships i feel like this is the main topic Mm -hmm. And friendships are kind of like in the background. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is? I feel like that's because we idealize romantic love far and romantic relationships far too much mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to what they actually are. Mm -hmm. And that's why we, most of us, our first relationships leave us so disappointed and so uh, disillusioned about the whole thing because mm -hmm. you were expecting this a beautiful princess to let down her hair from the whatever tower or like this knight in shining armor uh, but like that's not the case because when you see how you make your friends you have people who are very strangely selective of their friends appearance and things like that as well you uh, you will find that like a cackle of uh, good-looking people will stick together <laughs> because <laughs> exactly a cackle of flamingos uh will stick together because like they feel like they're on the same level and status uh, status, yeah. uh, status and all of those things whereas do you have this thing where you have friend groups from different uh cl cliques so to say i sort i i think i've been asked this question many times uh like do you choose your friends like do you go for friends that have this or that mm -hmm. or whatever do you choose friends based on 
criteria. Yeah. And I real I I thought about this. I thunk a lot. <laughs> thunking was done. <laughs> thunking was done, and I realized that I don't really uh, choose friends based on what they have, mm-hmm. but I choose friends based on who they the, are. the who they are and the energy and. I don't know. I don't choose friends because of their status or blah, blah, blah. I have friends from all kinds of uh, backgrounds. And I think we are friends because we click and we understand each other. And that's more important to me. But I feel like it's to me, it's also important. Um, I've noticed that me and my friends all have the same... uh, ideas about ourselves in the future yeah same the same goals. values yeah. we have values and motives and everything that those are aligned and they go all in a general but kind of same direction mm-hmm. so nobody really puts the other one not puts like drags the other person down to their level mm-hmm. or i don't know like I don't have Yeah, you're, you're who... not exactly competing for the spotlight, you know? Like, it's just a collective... Not just the spotlight. What I was trying to say is that, um, right, you ha- you can uh, hang out with a bad crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And they drag you to bad places. Yeah. What I'm trying to say is that I have friends who are the same as me when it comes to uh, morals and ethics and values, yada, yada, yada. So we don't necessarily drag our drag each other down a bad road or whatever yeah and what about the friends that do drag you down like how do you cut them off off? (laughs) yeah uh, because what you were saying about um friendships not getting the same amount of attention as romantic relationships uh that goes uh that goes for friendship breaks breakups as well yeah for example like I have uh, people that I no longer uh, talk to, like people that I was really close with Mm -hmm. that I no longer uh, talk to. And uh, for different reasons, whether that was me initiating the cutting off or if it was something that they needed to do. But um, it's something that I've uh, noticed happens and... It hurts just as much as an actual like breakup between a couple and not a lot of people talk about that but what's your opinion on that um, I think it's because of the reason that they they have the same importance for us mm-hmm. that they hurt so badly I mean they, they hurt the same amount you know because I feel like I've learned in college that um, the way we form friendships is uh, very important to our uh, psychological development. Mm-hmm. And so when you have this person, this species in front of you that has uh, a huge him- impact on your mood, on your uh, energy, energy, on your likes and dislikes etc and uh this person that is so crucial to your being suddenly isn't there anymore of course it's gonna hurt and uh, without you know the intimate factor without Mm -hmm. the yeah the relations the relations yeah yeah. so it doesn't matter if um if it's just a friend or uh, a partner it hurts the same because you invest so much in them and they invest so much in you so when it 
when that shit ends, of course you're you're gonna have to learn to live without them being part of your life, and it's hard. Yeah, yeah, and again, like the reasons vary across the board. Like yeah. it may be just that you're no longer. It could be the stupidest shit ever. Yeah, which is a shame when that yeah. happens. But like, it can vary from like not being inspired to be with that person anymore, to be friends with that person anymore. Um, and you feel guilty about it, but as you said, like you you change throughout your life. Your yeah. your experiences shape the person you're becoming, and that that goes on until the day you die. Yeah. Like that's ever changing, and it, the guilt is there. You know, like when you go back to a friend that you no longer uh, vibe with, and it's yeah. like putting on shoes that no longer fit, and it sucks. It sucks, but I feel like the. Um... As you said, people that don't inspire you anymore. I feel like this is rarely talked about because there's, um, for example, there's friends who you're not necessarily that close to, but every time you see them, they inspire you to do better, to be better, mm-hmm. to act, to be kinder, to yeah. act in a certain way. And they inspire you, and every time you see them, they give you energy and the desire to see them again mm-hmm. but then there there are friends that no longer do that for you mm-hmm. so it drains your energy every time you hang out with them and you decide will i sit through this mm-hmm. this <laughs> <laughs> will i sit through this <laughs> will i sit through this or will i stand up and leave <laughs> i will stand up honey every time <laughs> um yeah i feel like a friend now this is mm, this Ooh. is she took her earrings weird. off <laughs> <laughs> hold my bag <laughs> uh i heard this person say that ideally a friend should have those qualities that you secretly want to have so mm-hmm. it's your friend should be someone you admire yeah someone you praise or whatever mm-hmm. but what the catch is is that I've noticed as an observer, as a psychologist, that often there's a there's no balance here. There's mm-hmm. the admirer and the admired in friendships. And I feel like when this happens, this is until the admirer notices that this is the, the dynamic, mm-hmm. it goes on like that and then it gets toxic and then you cut them off, right? Yeah. But if there's a balance, you both admire each other, you both inspire each other, you're both all over each other, mm-hmm. help plan, help have fun, do everything, but give you both give 100%, not yeah. like 60-40 or whatever. Yeah. I think that's the healthy uh, close friendship, right? Yeah, because otherwise like ego gets in the way and ego you're like, okay, so why am I giving so much of myself and this person is not reciprocating, you know? Yeah. And then you do blow off and yeah. just cut the per- cut the person off, which again uh, annoys me because uh, every relationship that you have in your life benefits from communication. 
So whether you feel a certain type of way, vocalize it. Yeah. Is it awkward? Yes. Is it uh, annoying at times to be that vulnerable with a person? Yes, but you need to say it. You need to measure these things. So for example, if I'm annoyed at you and if I keep that shit to myself, uh, I'm going to be like, all right, like I should address this with Dielsa so that we can, you know, overcome it. Yeah. But if I don't, what that's going to do is... Uh, fester inside yeah. me and it's just gonna be like show up in ugly ways <laughs> exactly and you're gonna notice that you're gonna be confused uh, start asking questions yeah 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 and uh, if I do the thing no no I'm fine no everything is oh, fine that's so annoying I've gone through that with people and I, I fucking hate go- it right I'm all about honesty if you cannot say it to my face hey bitch you are fucking annoying Mm-hmm. check yourself you know yeah. if you don't do that i don't appreciate you seriously because like why are you wasting both of our times yeah and why you're are we me, doing that you're letting me be a monster you're yeah. you're seeing me be a monster and that might be your perception and if you bring that to me i'm gonna respond to it you know like yeah. i'm gonna say i'm doing this because of this and and then it you'll will, see why it happens yeah, yeah and you will have either a resolution or you will you will come to the conclusion that all right this is not working uh i have boundaries that you're crossing yeah. and you're not willing to like meet me respect, uh, respect them. them uh and you go your separate Which ways. Which is totally fine. Amicably. Yeah. Like, when people blow up and amicably. blow up amicably. <laughs> Use it in a sentence. <laughs> I swear, I'll be giving these words every single episode. Every single ep- second episode of that. Every single episode. Yeah, but, like, keep note of these and, I don't know, build a dictionary or whatever. Please. Um, but, yeah, I, I find that so annoying and... Part of the reason why I find it so annoying is because I used to do it as well. Oh, yeah, like, sure. I kept my mouth shut when I should have, like, flapped my lips like Nene Leaks <laughs> in every reunion of Real Housewives of Beverly. No, Atlanta, Jesus Christ. Um, How dare you. And I know, uh, I'm going to be cancelled. And, um, yeah, it's just talk. Talk it out. It's going to be talk awkward. now. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to sweat. You're going to get over it. You're gonna yeah. get over it. You're gonna get on the other side. You're gonna and hug, and it's gonna all gonna be fine. Either that, or like while you're hugging the person, you can just stick it back in their back and just leave. But either way, that's much better than just like letting it all gather inside, yeah. and because then the other person is confused as well. Like, where the hell is this coming from? You know, like what it... was that? What you said? <laughs> No, definitely. Communication is key, you guys. Yeah, but as cliche as it sounds. <laughs> it do be be key. It do be, it do be, be key, yeah. It so. do be, be key, but... Um, why am I talking like this? Anyway... <laughs> you started, go all the way. <laughs> no, I mean, like, um, we are not taught how to communicate, and that's a big no-no. So now we have to learn from TikTok girlies. <laughs> New age, zen, my journey, chia seeds type of bitch to tell me how to communicate. And that fucking sucks when my parents could have done it when I was like, what, four? <laughs> but now I have to make a podcast to tell people how I feel. <laughs> Honey. Uh, girl, I feel bad about our parents because like none of them knew better. And like, Yeah, it's like blind leading the blind. Right? Guilty never defined. 
write that shit down. <laughs> write it down. Oh, Nikki. It's Lauren Hill, it's not me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so for the last uh, segment of this podcast, because apparently now we're doing we're segments. Rich <laughs> <laughs> um, of us. Oh my god, look at us. Episode two, and already we have segments, we have games, we have we skits. Have the we pink have... print, honey. Oh my god, it's giving Jimmy Fallon. Um, okay, so let's answer some questions that our fans submitted. Fans. Oh Should we god, go? Followers. They are our fans. Come are on, they? do we call them the. The Cantiators. <laughs> the Cantis? The Cantis. Oh, uh, yeah, you're the Cantis. And the Cantis asked a Act. bunch of questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to take the first one or should I? Um, yeah, I think so... I should go for the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the first one says long distance friendships and how we manage them. I like to hear perspectives, I guess. L O L. <laughs> uh, long distance friendships I feel like the love is there mm-hmm. we kitty catty but as I said earlier life gets in the way you you don't have as much time to even though we're always on Instagram and mm-hmm. social media blah 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 you basically they're not on your mind all the time Mm-hmm. like the friends that uh, live uh, near you are so it's hard to keep up and just like remember to catch up sometimes which is mm-hmm. a bad thing I'm not saying it's a good thing but as I said there are reasons why that happens but if you're truly close with that person and you love them and blah 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 no matter how far away they live you still have the same vibes and closeness with them over FaceTime or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to chime in on this uh, question as well because like one of my closest friends actually lives abroad and uh, we've kept this friendship going for like five years now, Mm. probably. No, six years. Long distance? Long distance, yeah. And uh, we make it a point to meet every single year. Uh, And it's really... Oh, that sounds like a TikTok book that (laughs) I never read. (laughs) (laughs) It was never written. (laughs) Oh, my God. But um, the thing is that we we did have that period where we would, like... uh, constantly talk uh, on voice chat on discord whatever like with uh, groups of people and then we got to see that we're really uh, compatible as friends and um, now it's just like you said like keeping up on social media sending each other funny memes catching up on uh, how things are going and making plans to see each other like not as often like it can be once a year if uh schedules allow yeah but like if it's really long distance if it's just like a city a city away then that's like get on the bus get on the bus (laughs) (laughs) who driving this bus (laughs) okay Uh, moving on what's the next one the next one says what makes a friend a snake (gasps) okay oh my god um a forked tongue, scales, <laughs> <laughs> and the inability to l- give birth to live embryo. No, uh, a snake <laughs> is a person who pretends to be your friend, but 
they're getting something out of it and they're not telling you you're not aware of what they're getting out of it you're and being it's, manipulated yeah yeah for a variety of reasons and it it may not be malicious but it's still sort of sucky to know yeah. that this person is basically you're a prop not a friend the way we're both wearing green right now Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just start speaking in parcel tongue? <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> Snakes, let us know what I just said. Yeah, um, please, translate. Yeah. Moving on. If two guys get fruity at the Xbox and pizza sleepover, <laughs> are they truer friends than those who don't? Hmm, I think they are. I'm gonna say yes. Yes. Yeah, it takes a special kind of intimacy to... <laughs> to do that. <laughs> to do a pizza sleepover and, yeah. A fruity one. A fruity. Uh, <laughs> my God, this is such a crackhead question. Okay. Okay, so the other one said, as long as you care about your friends, the distance doesn't matter. So Bestie gave us a quote, not a question, but I agree with it. Yeah. As long as you care about your friends, the distance doesn't matter. Honestly, I am so tired of people who say that, oh, like, long-distance things don't matter. Like, of course, they impact our lives, whatever. Yeah. But, like, you take your phone to the shitter. Like, you're fucking <laughs> uh, knelt down doing the number two. You can, like, send a meme or just reply to someone and just let them know that... Even a simple text is enough to yeah. tell someone that you're thinking about them, yeah. even if it's in the toilet but still you know uh okay then we have a very personal question saying am i your best friend um no <laughs> no what what kind of question is that why would you ask something like that <laughs> yeah putting us on the spot like this we have many close friends and they're all equally worthy <laughs> we live in a utopia oh my god <laughs> the other one said why would you f be friends with me I don't know you tell me Yeah. moving on are you a ride or die type of friend I used to be but then I realized that boundaries exist mm -hmm. so now I'm not exactly it's same like I hold people accountable I expect to be held accountable if you expect me to just uh, clap and yeah. yas at everything you that do that I'm not your friend if that's I do not gonna that. happen yeah uh, pros and cons of the idea of friends being the family you choose. So we said that in the beginning, so yeah. we're not going to get into mm -hmm. it again. When a friendship is getting toxic, is it better to start backing off when you notice or cold turkey cut them off? Hmm. I think it's it depends on the situation. I've had friends that I cold turkey cut them off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but then I have friends that I slowly uh, intentionally intentionally mm -hmm. started growing apart from so i guess it depends on why you're beefing yeah like if a friendship is getting toxic and by this i i assume that you've already tried to talk to this person yeah. and let them know um either or is better yeah. like if the writing is on the wall you don't need to verbalize it like a contract like here sign this we're no longer yeah. friends uh friendships Prenup. can yeah <laughs> literally uh or just cut them off cut them off right away block them everywhere well not block maybe i don't know would you <laughs> i have blocked a lot of friends yeah 
I blocked our editor-in-chief <laughs> ones, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> See, like things... Forgiveness is human. Forgiveness <laughs> is more than saying sorry. Okay, guys, we're going to go with one last question, and then we're signing out, which is acts of love in friendships. What do you prefer love language-wise from your friends? Uh... For example, gift-giving. Acts of service, words of affection, physical touch, quality time. Which one is more important to you? I think I have all of them, but it depends on which mindset I'm in this month. (laughs) (laughs) For example... If Mercury is in in the microwave, (laughs) I get very physical. (laughs) If Mercury's out of the microwave, I start <laughs> telling people shit about how amazing they are. Depends, it really does. But I think I have all of them, and I ask for all of those in return. Yeah, I feel like, well, I guess for me, bottom of the list would be the same as in romantic relationships, which is yeah. uh, acts of service and gift giving. I don't like gifts. I don't like giving gifts. I don't like receiving gifts. I just feel the whole thing is very like, ah, like here's yeah. this thing that I'm never gonna use. Thank you. <laughs> and then it's just in this economy. <laughs> in this right, and then you have to wonder what people want and pay attention like mm. months in advance. No, but I love that. That's so... I'm a sentimental bitch. Hold my hand, then. Like, don't... I will. <laughs> Hold my hand don't in the park. A, don't ask twice, because I, I am a physical touch type of bitch. Same, same. First and foremost. But then I'm also all the other stuff. So mm-hmm. I ask about all of them to be returned to me mm-hmm. by my friends, but I don't ask, as in, like, if I don't get this, then I don't like you anymore. You know, if yeah, it comes yeah. naturally to you to give me a hug when you see me, sure, do it. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't come naturally, then whatever. I'm not gonna yeah. jump to conclusions that you're not my friend anymore. I'm exactly. just gonna be like, okay, this person um, doesn't have a secure attachment, and I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this person wasn't hugged enough as a child. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like that. It do be like that. Reciprocity, not animosity. Ooh. Just came up with that. Just oh, came up. I was waiting. Write it down, fans. Write it down. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for this episode. Thank you to everyone that submitted these questions. Uh, Thank you for the attention. Thank you. That means so much to us, it honestly. Does. It's so we sweet. We started from the bottom. We're still at the bottom. <laughs> so help us get to the top. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so uh, we'll let you guys know when the next episode is going to be out and what uh, it's going to pertain on our social medias. And uh, you'll get the chance to submit more questions and see what... uh... What we're going to talk about next. But also keep in touch by responding to my amazing memes. Please. I'm a meme lord S. (laughs) (laughs) Lordy wishes. Did, did you see that uh, that uh, meme I sent you? Where it's like uh, thousands of memes flashing before before <laughs> instead front of, of memories. That's <laughs> literally me. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, thank you guys. We're gonna you're gonna hear from us at some point. This yeah, yeah. Year. Yeah, <laughs> at least that. No promises. No promises. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye.